Welcome to the Business of Expertise podcast. If you're looking to build a brand coaching, training, or any business leveraging your skill, we're here to learn from the best. This podcast is sponsored by ExpertX.pro. ExpertX makes it simple to earn money by providing your clients and followers video feedback. Use it for free. ExpertX.pro. I'm excited. We've got David Kirsch with us today on the business of expertise, where we're talking to people who have taken their skills and expertise and built them into very successful businesses. David, welcome. Good morning. It's great to see you, Richard. Thank you. So let's kick it off and help us understand your background. How'd you end up mastering your craft? Well, I don't know if there's a straight answer, right? I, I kind of circuitously got to it. I went to college. I was pre-med. So anatomy, physiology, all of those things with the body and thought I didn't want to do that. And I took a time out for a moment and then I went to law school and I sharpened my mental skills and my focus and saw that that was not exactly what I wanted to do. And I kept on searching for my passion. I'd always been into fitness, running. I managed to get through law school running 10 miles every day, seven days a week competed in in local races, marathons, and just realized that fitness and the training, the whole aspect, the mind-body aspect was something that I was very passionate about. And then graduated law school, passed the bar, practiced as an attorney, uh, but my heart was not there. My heart was definitely in fitness and teaching and sharing my passion for everything that made me feel good physically and mentally. And then where'd you go from taking an interest to getting really good at it? I'd like to say that, did I master my craft? Have I mastered at this point? I think that we're always mastering. We're always perfecting. I'm never quite satisfied. Over 30 years and, and schooling and great collaborations with sport therapists and other trainers, other specialists in their field, you put that all together and you come up with your own unique vision and, and voice and deliver it. How'd you go about starting to write books? When in your career did that happen? So it was 2000 and I had been training for a little over 10 years. I had built the Madison Square Club, my, my own private little gym. I had trained some celebrities and my friend and publicist said, I think there's a book here. The method of what you do is unique. Your voice is unique. You're a good writer. You're a lawyer. Let's see what we got. And Sound Mind, Sound Body was my first baby. And I'm very proud of it today, 20 years later. Take us back when you started your own gym. How'd that come about? And at what point did you say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the leap and actually put money down and, and open my own place? Great, great question. So my objective was not to build a gym. There were gyms out there. When I started, Equinox was basically starting their thing as well. I respected what they did. I knew what I wanted to do was very, very different. I wanted a club. I wanted a unique private club that each member that join my club would know me. I would know them. I would know what their goals were, what I thought their goals should be. And it was very hands-on. It was a very private little wellness oasis. Wellness before the word wellness was even really being used. 
And what was so special about it? So you had a one-on-one relationship with every member. It was this beautiful jewel of a space overlooking Madison Square Park on Fifth Avenue and 25th Street. I had my own food line. I had my own skincare line. So everything from inside out and the outside in, right? So I would say if you came to me as a new client, I was able to not only curate a fitness routine, but dissect your day, what you're doing, how you're eating, who you're interacting with, the products you're using, right? And trying to affect change in every aspect of your life. And what happened with the club? 27 years of running the club, I was blessed and became a single dad of twin girls. And my life was pulled all over the place, right? It was my priorities had changed for 27 years or 25 years, I'd say. My priorities were all about uh, the club and my clients and building my business. And suddenly I realized that life was not just about that. And when you have children, um, and I know you have four, your priorities definitely change. And so mine did change. It was more focused on my family, building my family. And it was proved to be untenable to balance all of it. Got it. Let me ask you a question that I think most experts are always dealing with, which is how much to charge and when to raise prices. If you look ah. back in your career, you know, how do you think about pricing? I remember doing my first session way back in the day. There weren't many of us doing it. And I remember thinking that $45 was a respectable amount of money to charge, right? It wasn't, oh my God, 1988. Okay, $45 in 1988. 1988. And I thought, you know, not too much. I would pay it. And I used myself as a barometer, right? Not too much, not too little, one-hour sessions. My big jump in the business, when I, when I got out of law school, I decided I wanted to compete as a bodybuilder. And in six months' time, I had taken a very lanky runner's body, and I turned myself into a natural, 100% natural bodybuilder and competed in a few contests. And... People saw that transformation and they, and they knew me and they saw it relatively quickly. Wow, what did you do? Whatever you're doing, you, we, you've got to do this to me. And suddenly, quite organically, because I never took an ad out in the paper. Oh, you know, I'm a great trainer. Come work with me. People were, at, were hitting me left and right for questions. You know, well, what do I do this? What do I do this? And I'm thinking, why am I giving all this information for free? So I did for a while. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start charging and let's see what happens. And it's a supply and demand. If, if you're charging X and you have a many, many, many clients, and you raise that price slowly and they're still clamoring to be with you, then you've done the right thing. You know, you could always reduce it. You could always make special or discounted for packages, but I never had to do that. Looking back on that, what would you have done differently? With hindsight, I think we'd all be Albert Einstein. Surround myself with a team of collaborators, managers, people, boots on the ground to help me execute my vision. My brain was going everywhere. I wanted to do a food business. I wanted to do supplements business. I wanted to do a skincare line. I wanted to branch out and open other clubs. I had probably 100 clients come to me and say, 
we'll we'll write the check. Let's go. Let's open this up. Let's 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 franchise this. And I never felt that I had a strong enough team to franchise it. You know, the vision was me. It was all about my you know my personality, my taking care of people. Um, and in retrospect, that was a little short-sighted. I could have done it differently. Um, and maybe a little bit of me would have been lost. But so maybe I would do that differently. You've got a fantastic Instagram following and you've done a great job with social media. What role does that play today in your business? Social media has, in many respects, replaced traditional PR. Your message, your philosophy is disseminated in a millisecond. So whether it's, you know, an IGTV or it's a provocative post or it's endorsing a product or a great new fitness app. So any of those things, right? You have, you have a, a direct connection to your followers and their followers. It's very, very organic. So it's a, it's a major part of your business at this point. I would say it is, yeah, for good and bad. My daughters say, but for bad, right? It's, it's attached to my hip. One day I'd like to not have to look at it and care, you know, how many followers and who's saying what, but right now it's very much part of my business. I appreciate that sincerity. Last question for you. What do people tell their friends about you? When they think about, when they refer, when they say this is the guy to go to, what are they saying? And, and for those of you who, who don't know David, he's had quite the celebrity following and he's attracted the who's who's of clientele. In, in one line, what do people say about you? I'm the real deal. I've got integrity. I've got passion. I deliver results fast. That is it. I'm 100% invested in the person I'm working with when I'm working with them. And people know that. So if they want to get results and they want to change their life, they know to come to me. No, there's no gimmick. I'm not checking a box. I am focused on the client I'm working with. David, fantastic. Appreciate the look back and uh, the insight that you've gathered over these years. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. You too, my friend. Have a good day. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Business of Expertise. Please tell your friends, shout it from the rooftops, and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe.